The three fastest way to become billionaire. When I saw that title, I was like, okay, yeah, so good, you know, becoming billionaire, I don't care. I was about to keep scrolling the screen and then I, I realized, let's try to give like two minutes of attention to this podcast. And I was blown away of the content. They give a lot of insights about how to improve your finance. And I'm going to share those insights with you. I can tell you when I saw the title, my first um, idea that came to my mind was, yes, maybe you need to find a marketing perfection, do something shady, and then you're ready to go. You have your billionaire title. But they explore the three fastest paths to achieve the high rank score in the financial status. And the first is by building assets, creating an asset that attract a lot of investors. The second is generating a nice arbitrage. And the third is get in bed with the government. In other words, blow the president's dick. We are going to explore each of these paths so you can more or less ask yourself which of these are more applicable, are easier to implement to my case. I hope you enjoy it. And before starting, I want to say thanks to the sponsor, as always, to the most important person, me, inglesparacholos.com. If you want to level up your life, you are tired of going to the same university, working for the same boss, dating the same woman that is cheating on you, you can go to inglesparacholos.com. And don't forget to spread the word. Tell the people to go to Spotify and they will find me with my nickname, Uncle Balta. Let's go with the first path, that is creating assets. If you check the case of many billionaires, for example, Elon Musk, he didn't become Elon Musk by selling cars. He created a company called Tesla and he started selling stocks of Tesla. So what do they do? They sell the potential, the future of the custom of the company. And if you follow my podcast, you know that that is the fastest way to make money, especially between the billionaires nowadays. They don't, they don't collect cash flow. They sell the future cash flow. A company, for example, that has a nice cash flow can have um, a value of 20x. So you can sell, for example, if your company is making 1 million per year, you can sell that company in 10 millions on 20 millions, depending of the um, structure of the company, of the technology and many other things. So that is one way that you can start. What is the business that you can create that you can sell to potential investors? If you, for example, if you can create um, a small coffee store in a, in a main avenue, uh, you can create like a revenue of, I don't know, 20,000 soles per month. That will be like 240,000 soles per, per year. You easily can sell that in 2 million soles, easily. If you can prove that that thing is like a cash flow machine, like it's like a cow that you can milk every month and all the processes are on check. How can you design that business that is like a clock, like a machine that works by itself and then you can offer it to investors. Another way to create assets and sell it to investors is by having a platforms. Platforms could be like social media, like Facebook, like Instagram, or if you want to make it simple, you can start a podcast, you can start a YouTube channel, a mail list, a email list, you can start a little blog and sell the space to advertisers or to potential partners that you can sell products with them. Other way that you can do, and I love for the real estate people, they buy big parcels of land, they chunk it in small pieces and they sell the small pieces to investors. Just to give you um, an example, when I bought my, my little lands in Chincha, the size in total was uh, two, two lots of six, 
600 meters each one, 600 metros cada uno. And I felt that I was raped. Me sentí violado. Because for me, 600 meters was nothing. Now I'm checking the market and many people are selling lots of 100 meters, de 100 metros. Imagine, so the same people who buy 600 meters can divide it in six pieces and sell it to six different customers. You can create assets for people. And why people will buy assets from you? For many reasons. First, because they want to gain some interest. They want to make their money work. Other people want to avoid inflation. And the best way to create assets is finding something that is unique, something that is valuable, something that generate cash flow, or something that is scalable or have the potential to, to, to grow. You'll be blown away, but nowadays people are willing to pay for things that are not making money now, but have the potential to make money in the future. So just to wrap this first part, creating assets and sell it to investors are the easiest way. Let's go back to the Elon Musk. Elon Musk doesn't make money driving cars. He makes the money selling the car so the people who buy the car drive the car for him. We can apply the same analogy. What is that vehicle that you can sell to people so they can use it, create some value, some profit, and you can collect the money by them buying the thing? So that is number one, creating an asset. The number two is creating an arbitrage. Um, Creating an arbitrage is easier than building an asset. But the problem with arbitrage is that they don't last forever. You need a speed, velocidad. You need to be fast. As we know, an arbitrage is buy low and sell high. And what is the opposite of an arbitrage? Because let's understand what is not an arbitrage so we can address what is an arbitrage. What is not an arbitrage is going to the most popular club here in Lima and buy a black label Johnny Walker and try to flex that with your people. That is the dumbest, most expensive way to get attention. So that is not an arbitrage. You know what is an arbitrage? It's going to a small bar in Miraflores or in Barranco that is full of blonde women that are from other countries and you are the only cholo there. You can buy maybe a pisco sour for 32 soles, 40 soles, and you can enjoy all the blonde women. That is an arbitrage getting cheap attention, getting cheap sex instead of going to the most popular place. If you can check, what do you require for an arbitrage? You require expertise. The average person go to the same club. The average person buy in the same mall. If you have expertise, you know where make more sense to go and buy and what product or asset makes more sense to buy. Give me, let me give you another case. The Bitcoin example. This happened, I think, last year or last year and a half. Bitcoin tank. It was $16,000. I bought it. No, when it was $16,000, I bought it when it was $17,000 because I thought it was already cheap. And I didn't buy like a full Bitcoin. I bought 10% of a Bitcoin. So I pulled like, I don't know, like almost $2,000 back then in time. Now those $2,000 are like $4,000 something. Why? Because I understood that The value of Bitcoin was still there. The intrinsic value was there. People were wiring money with Bitcoin. The technology was the same. The inflation was the same. So you found that there is a mismatch between the market and the value of the asset. And that create an arbitrage that allowed you to buy cheap. I, I will give you two extra um, arbitrage cases so you can have an idea. The other one is the attention arbitrage. Now we are still in, the, in November. And most of the companies are shrinking their, their publicity budget. 
they are waiting for December because they know that by December everybody got money and everybody wants to spend. So all the companies are saving money or, or saving their um, publicity budget for December. I do the opposite. I start advertising since November. Why? When nobody is putting publicity on social media, the publicity is so fucking cheap. I can tell you. I, I enjoy like one cent per click publicities just because nobody else is putting ads. And it's, it's true that you are not selling in that moment because people don't have money, but you are generating awareness. You are creating the attention. So on December, where everybody wants to call the attention, you already got the attention. That is an attention arbitrage. And another one, just to wrap this uh, and go to the third one, uh, is uh, transportation and location arbitrage. My friend Tony, for example, he's buying um, things for office, like pens, um, notebooks, paper bones, so vainas para oficina. And he's buying these things in Argentina. He's a good guy. He's expert on logistics. So he do all the logistics from Argentina, Chile, and Peru. So he bring the products from Argentina to Peru by land, por tierra. And he's getting like a 12% margin, 15% margin on each cell. Doesn't sound that much, but each parcel that he's moving is more or less 30,000 soles, 40,000 soles. So you can make the, the, the math. He's making nice money just by doing the logistic of the product, buying where it's cheap and selling where it's expensive. That is as the second way that people become billionaires. Um, talking about arbitrage, also we have the labor arbitrage. What is the labor arbitrage? It's finding people who are willing to work for less money and sell that expertise in a place where people are willing to pay more money. And for that, I would highly suggest you to go to my previous episode that is called transferable skills. I'm not going to mention the whole thing again, but if you want to create a labor arbitrage, the only thing that you need to do, well, you can go to, you can check on internet in other countries or in other cities who is working for less, or you can find someone that has the expertise in that thing that you need to, to be execute, but is working in a different market that is paying less to them. You can transfer their skills to your market package it in a nice way, offer it to investor or to a customer, and you enjoy the benefits. Let's go to the last one, the, the, the shady one, that is getting in bed with government. We understand, and I mean, we don't need to, to be naive for this. Corruption is a huge thing. Uh, how can you smell corruption? Because I, I learned to smell corruption easily. Just pay attention to the new cars. Who are the people who are buying the fancy Land Rover, the fancy Porsche, the fancy uh, BMW. Most of the people who want to buy those sport cars, most of the time they are involved in some kind of, of corruption. The, that is called the new money. Old money doesn't want to show up that much. New money, they love showing up. Uh, usually, corruption is the new money. Whenever you see a person with a fancy, fancy car, like a sport car with a shiny color especially, Usually he or she is involved in corruption. What I'm trying to go with this is that if you have contacts inside the government, you can leverage that in your advantage, even though it's kind of corruption. But not always is going to be corruption. Sometimes it's just part of corruption. My friend Pancho, for example, he works uh, installing uh, poop pipelines, uh, the subways. He installs poop pipelines. Um, he worked in different cities, in Chincha, in, sometimes he worked in small cities of the country. 
he makes a, a nice uh, income each time that he gets a little um, deal from the local government or the local municipality. Sometimes he makes like 40,000 soles, 50,000 soles. It's true that he doesn't keep all the money. From those 50,000 soles, sometimes 20,000 has to go to the mayor para el alcalde as a bribe, como una coima. Then uh, maybe 10,000 extra for his employees, her people, his people, and then 20,000 for him. Uh, you can make some interesting money when you get in bed with the government. The only thing is that you need to give away a lot of the money in bribes, in coimas, let's not be naive. And the other problem is that if something happens, something goes wrong, you are going down with them. But most of the wealthy people here in this country, they have contacts inside the government. That's why when people say we need more regulation and say, no, no, <laughs> we need the opposite, less regulation, because the people who do the regulation, they are working with the big people, with the big corporation. But well, those are the three ways that you can become billionaire. But three things that I want to rescue here before wrapping this podcast that I want to emphasize is first the importance of keep yourself hungry all the time. And this is a mistake that I made back then in the year 2015, I remember. When you start covering your bills and you are living comfortable, you have the car that you want, the women that you want, the house that you want, you kind of relax yourself. So always we need to find a way to keep ourselves hungry. I was checking the case of um, Mark Zuckerberg, for example. When Mark Zuckerberg was trying to grow his business, he called Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs told him, go to India and spend one month there alone by yourself and inspiration and motivation will come to you. He did that, and when he came back, he started building Facebook bigger than ever. Sometimes, in order to keep ourselves hungry and motivated, we need to isolate ourselves. Because being around the same people, being around the same comfort of our life, reduce our potential. If you go back to this movie Creed, the, the película Creed, there is a moment where Creed relaxed because he was already the champion. So what um, Rocky Balboa did... Rocky Balboa took him to Mexico, to a shitty, shitty boxing uh, uh, gym, and he made him fight with people that were bigger than him, um, in, with less conditions, with, with, with less quality of gym conditions, and he started to level up his life. Sometimes, if we want to keep ourselves hungry, we need to design that. We don't need to allow destiny to hit us. We can prepare ourselves in advance. And the other thing that I heard uh, from this book, The Psychology, of money, and it was interesting, is that they were talking of what is risk. Risk is not the thing that you believe that can go wrong. It's the thing that you don't expect to go wrong. COVID is risk. Um, an accident, an earthquake is risk. A health issue, problema de salud, is risk. We always need to have that extra bet of, of money, that extra cashing of savings. And when people sometimes we try to play all this, try to go all in. But if we don't have some savings, we need to be we need to be ready to bear the bad moments in life. So keep yourself hungry and always remember that risk is the thing that we don't expect. And before uh, wrapping this episode, one thing extra that I listened today in the morning from this podcast that Evan Carmichael, he said something about the brand. We know that the brand is important in your business, in your personal life, in any area of your life. We need to keep our brand simple. And that's something that called my attention. For what thing do you want the people to remember yourself? And that, that is the question that I will use to wrap this podcast. Whenever someone listens 
your name? What is the first thing that comes to their mind? We can engineer that. Let's try to make it that as simple as possible because the easier that is your name to be remembered and the information to be shared, the more viral your name and your brand will become. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to spread the word, please tell the people to go to Spotify. They will find me with my nickname, Uncle Baita. And also, if you want to work with me, here you have my WhatsApp, más 51 98 90 23 986.